Today, I want to welcome Sergeant Jason German of the Wyzetta Police Department. Jason grew up in Wyzetta and graduated from Wyzetta High School in 1997. After graduation, he attended the University of Minnesota, where he took general courses after completing two years at MCTC, earning a degree in law enforcement. He was hired by the city of Roseville and worked there for 13 years until almost three years ago in 2019, he was hired by the Wyzetta Police as a patrol officer and worked various patrol shifts until he was promoted promoted, excuse me, to sergeant last year. While working for Roseville, he worked as a patrol officer, traffic officer, and spent time in investigations as a detective. While at Roseville, he was a member of the East Metro SWAT team, eventually taking over as the sniper team leader. Thank you for being here, Jason. Thank you, Mayor, for having me. All right. So we have some exciting news to share with everyone. Um, but first, I want to hear a little bit about your time in Roseville and what led you to Wyzetta and ultimately your passion for canine programs. So I started in Roseville in 2006 after graduating with a law enforcement degree in 2005. Um, Roseville is, it was a very diverse community. It borders both Minneapolis and St. Paul. So it was always very busy. <clears throat> then one thing I can say about Roseville is I had the opportunity there to do a lot of different things. And that in turn um, has helped me be a better officer as, it is, as I am today. Um, in 2019, I made the decision to come back to Wyzetta, back home. And I've been here ever since. It's been a great, great move. Great. Now, were you a canine officer in Roseville? I was not. In Roseville, I held a uh, multitude of positions, like you said. But I have always had a affinity for animals. I grew up with my dad and my uncle owning an animal hospital in Minnetonka, so they've always been a part of my life. And while I was in Roseville, I volunteered with the three canine teams we had hundreds of hours just for training and public demonstrations and certifications. It was just, it just became a natural fit. And unfortunately, while I was there, I had so many different other tasks to do. I'd never got that opportunity. And then after I <clears throat> left Roseville, I took it upon myself to find a way to um, better the community through search and rescue and brought me to Loki as I am here today. So Loki is your dog. Loki is my dog. And you trained Loki yourself. <clears throat> I did. So Loki is, he's almost two years old. He's a Belgian Malinois. And I brought him over from uh, lower Michigan. I went through a multitude of breeders in the United States and Europe trying to find the best fit for myself because dogs are like people. They all have different backgrounds, different where they came from. And what I was specifically looking for in a dog for search and rescue, I ended up uh, going with the kennel in, in lower Michigan. I couldn't be happier with her, with her dogs. Oh, that's wonderful. So tell us a little bit about the traits that you're looking for <clears throat> and the skills that you've trained Loki to have and that you bring to the police department. So, like I said, Loki's a Belgian Malinois, and they're, they're like a German Shepherd. And I would say they're like a German Shepherd, um, but a lot busier. They have a little smaller frame. They're built a little more compact, a little more muscle structure. And why I went with the Belgian Malinois over a Shepherd is that smaller structure of his and the, the more compact um, muscular structure allows him to work longer than the German Shepherds would. Um, Belgian Malinois have a trait in their personality, in their DNA, 
and some of them, some people equate it to a neurotic gene. And what that means to, to us, as far as for dog purposes, is that he can do repetitive tasks over and over and over again without becoming bored. And so for a training purpose, training aspect, that trait is, is makes my job a lot easier as a trainer to train him. Um, I started training Loki at eight weeks when he first came here. He was with my search and rescue team two days after he arrived in Minnesota. And ever since then, we train every Saturday. I train on my own during the week. And it builds his uh, abilities as a dog every week we train. Um, one of the other big things for Belgian Malinois is they have a significant prey drive. And what that means is Loki has that drive to want to chase something, find something. And in his case, his prey drive revolves around his, his toy, his ball. And when we go perform any search for a search for a person, um, to Loki, it's a game. And he's literally looking for that missing person strictly to receive that ball at the end. That's all he wants. And it's just, it's just a game for him. So. Yeah, and we experienced a little bit of that before we started we did. Uh, playing with the ball, which he has here today, and he has his bone. He's being a very good boy. Aren't you, buddy? Yeah. So you talked about the neurotic gene. Yep. I'm using air quotes. Yep. Um, that must work really well when you're on duty. How does that work at home? <laughs> so to train a dog, you have to have one of two things. They have to have a, a food drive or a play drive. Mm -hmm. And Loki has a play drive. When I first started training him, I tried food and he didn't, he didn't want it. Okay. So I started training with the ball. Well, what that means at home is he really doesn't have an off switch. He, if I let him play, he would play for 12 hours at home. Oh my. He'd bring me the ball over and over and over again until I finally put it away. And then he'd lay there and pout. <laughs> so, so very much like a toddler, it he, seems. Yes, he's, very, he's a very busy boy. And he's not your only dog. Nope. We, have a, we definitely have a handful of dogs at home. I actually have two Malinois and I have two German Shepherds. Okay. So it's so very do busy. They keep each other company and play with each other and we, take some of the pressure off the family? They definitely have favorites within the group. Um, but yeah, they can entertain themselves for a while and leave me alone for a little bit. But So Loki's going to have a couple of jobs within the city. So let's talk about that a little bit. One okay. is search and rescue. Yep. Uh, so can you tell us a little bit about what that means and how specifically do you use an article of clothing to help find someone? How does that typically work once you get that call? Great question. So for search and rescue, um, it's either for one of two things. It's for, uh, finding a live person or somebody who has passed away or died. Okay. And... For Loki, Loki is trained on live scent. And what that means is any article, it doesn't have to be clothing, but any article that someone primarily holds, for example, um, your glasses. I could take your glasses, put it into a bag, give it to Loki as a scent, and he would take that and that's all he needs. I have trained Loki off scenting clothing, um, napkins, uh, Coke cans, water bottles, uh, hats, anything you can think of. I've even trained him off. He's sent it off a lawnmower seat. And then he's went on a mile and a half long track at that point. 
So any any article that I can pull off the primary person sent from, that's what he's looking for. And what that means is after I give him that specific scent, that's what he goes out and then he looks for that scent and he'll follow that until he either loses it because of a, you know nature or he finds the person at the end of the trail, whatever whichever one comes first. And I've trained Loki in YZ numerous times and it's amazing to watch where I can Send send him off one specific scent, send him down to Panaway or Lake Street, and he has to find that scent through hundreds, you know, hundreds if not thousands of people that walk that street. And at the end of the the track, he finds his person. What that means to us in Wyzetta is when somebody goes missing, Loki has the ability to show up, take that specific person's scent, and then save the police department, fire department time in trying to locate that person. Because as we all know, the longer somebody's missing, the more dangerous it is for them. And usually the people that go missing are the ones that, you know, it's either the senior citizens or the children, the ones that are at a risk to be out by themselves. Sure. How long is this scent um, viable for? And what kind of terrains or situations might Loki lose a scent? So I have worked Loki off scent, uh, I think I'm up to 48 hours old. Obviously, the more fresh the scent is, the easier it is for him to follow. Things will change that scent, like rain, snow, um, severe amounts of wind. They will change it. They, the wind could push the scent along the edge of a forest, and he may be tracking that person 20 feet off of where they walked, but he's still able to find that scent. Um, so different things in nature will cause the scent to change. Um, if they walked on a road, vehicles going by may, may push the scent certain directions. But overall, these dogs that are trained like Loki are able to do it anywhere between, you know, from a few minutes old to a few days old. So you mentioned a little bit about Loki's training. Yep. And I understand Loki was a star pupil. He was. So like I said, I started Loki at eight weeks old. And the average um, search and rescue dog through all their training, they usually certify somewhere between 18 months and and 24 months of age. Loki, he probably could have certified right around the year. However, there were classes that weren't available. He, I ended up certifying Loki when he was about 14 months old. And when he went through training with the certification group, they not only said he was one of the best new dogs they've ever had, um, he's flat out one of the best dogs I've ever seen come through their certifications, period. And some dogs like I equate it to the professional sports players. Some people and some animals are born with specific traits that make them stand out above others. And Loki has that natural scenting ability that far, far surpasses that of many other dogs out there. And his determination to get that ball at the end of the search is all he's working for. Well, he's there now with, he's here next to me now with the, uh with ball and he won't let it go <laughs> quite yet. He's not sure, I don't think. Sometimes what do you think, buddy. Sometimes when he gets it, he doesn't want to let it go. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, I, I'm kind of tethered here, Loki. I'm I'm not able to throw <laughs> it around for you, bud. Um no, that's really amazing. Um it, I didn't realize that it took quite that long to certify um, a dog, but certainly important task. And it's one that you've been volunteering your time mm -hmm. um, using Loki uh, for other agencies as well. 
Isn't that right? Yeah. So while I was at Roseville working with the canine groups, I started to look at what law enforcement, the direction we were going with, with canines and the importance of them in the law enforcement community. And it was shifting from, you know, a normal patrol canine, narcotics detection, apprehension dog. And we, I was noticing the calls we were getting was more for locating of people, locating to help find a missing person or to help locate a suspect. So at the end of the day, um, I decided that I was going to do what I could to help out with finding those people. And that's when I began uh, search and rescue with a group called Minsarda in 2019. And I was with the group for probably six months before I got Loki, just to make sure it's what I wanted to do and see how the dogs uh, worked in that, that field. And when I was set to move forward, that's when I got Loki and that's history since then. That's fantastic. So we talked about missing persons, but you just mentioned also um, tracking maybe a suspect. So Loki does have, I, I like I was talking to the chief and to other members of the department, Loki does have that ability to, to track a suspect and he would be able to be used for that. But I also would refrain as opposed to any suspect. It would have to be one that is causing the, like it'd be a, a fear of him hurting somebody in the community because Loki isn't, he's not trained to defend himself. Sure. So if I'm going to be tracking the bad guy, I want to make sure that I have enough resources with, to protect Loki at the end of that, at the end of that track. But he does have the ability to look for whoever we're looking for. Fantastic. Yeah. So um, speaking of that, I mean, we asked when uh, the chief came forward um, to speak to the council well, I think Loki just heard something. He's good boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, we were asking the chief if Loki would be a full-fledged officer uh, with the Wyzetta Police Department. And in fact, Loki will be um, an officer. Uh, and through the Wyzetta Crime Prevention Coalition, one of our, our good partners and friends in the community, uh, they raised funds uh, which was incredibly generous. Um, and he will have special equipment. You will. Um, and that's to protect him and um, make sure that he's recognized as a, a police officer and is afforded all the rights, um, just like any other officer or canine would have as well. Yep. So the, like you mentioned, the Crime Co Prevention Coalition was generous enough to, to step up and they got funding for not only for Loki, but for uh, future possible dog phase two. Um, and that includes, so for Loki purposes, that would be outfitting a squad car, which means the back seat would be retrofitted from a full back seat into two thirds kennel, one third seat. So it would be enough room in the back for one person to either help us out uh, with an assist or if somebody was taken into custody. The other two thirds of the back of the squad car would be for Loki. And different systems go into that car when you have a dog in there full time. And that includes they put a temperature controlled fan in the window to keep his uh, climate control correct. The cars also have um, alarm systems in there that, okay. that monitor that temperature inside the vehicle. So if the temperature in the summer, if it gets too hot or it gets too cold in the, in the winter, it notifies me. I have a little pager mm -hmm. just to protect uh, Loki's well-being in that vehicle. 
Uh, other than that, it's just a normal squad car. So we have, we only have one Loki. We do. Uh, and so what happens when it's your day off or Loki's day off and a call comes in? So I volunteer for Minnesota and that's a 24 hour a day, seven day a week, week job. Um, Loki is, Loki's on call. So whether it's through the police department, another agency needs assistance, or um, if I get a call through my, my search group, uh, Loki is always on call as I am. So if Loki is needed on a day off, Loki will be there as long as we're in town. Well, that's fantastic. And uh, a little bit of uh, ball playing and, and bouncing <laughs> off the equipment, but this is what happens when we're shooting live and we have happy dogs. Yep. Um, so that's fantastic. Uh, so we talked a little bit about some of the equipment. Uh, we talked about Loki's training. Uh, is Loki officially on duty? Not yet. We're still waiting for the equipment to come in for the squad car. Like a lot of things in this world right now, the, the construction and shipping times are significantly delayed. Yes. I ordered them about a month ago, and they were about eight weeks out at that point. So I'm hoping within the next month stuff shows up. He'll okay. be He'll be on duty by... Maybe mid-April, I'm hoping, but we'll see. That's exciting. Now, will the squad car say canine on it? Yep. So it'll be designated uh, canine unit, and there'll be different things on there to caution keep, so people don't open the back door. Sure. Um, but it will be designated. He'll have his name on the door, and it'll be marked canine unit. And Well, I have goosebumps just thinking about it because it has been many, many years since we've had a canine in Wyzetta. I think maybe 30 years ago. It's been a long time, a and it was a, a different time. kind of dog. Yep. Uh, do you know anything about that program? It was before my time. It was before my time as well, but I, what I have heard is that it was uh, it was your typical apprehension dog, and it was a German Shepherd. I don't remember the name of the dog or anything other than that, but it was a little different than what Loki is. Yes. Well, we might have to go through our archives, but um, it'll be fun. So will Loki have a badge? Loki will have a badge. Exciting. What's, do you know his badge number? So my badge number is six. Loki okay. got six and a half. Oh, that's fantastic. All right. So will we get an opportunity to have a badge pinning ceremony just gonna, like we do I'll, for I'll, all of our other officers? I'll have to talk to the chief, but I think it's uh, in order for a uh, swearing in for the little guy. Good. Well, if you need a good word, I'm happy to put one in. You know how much we love our puppies here. And it doesn't matter, Loki, how old you are, you'll always be a puppy for us. Yeah. Well, that's really fun and exciting. Now, beyond search and rescue, Loki also has another very important job here in town, and that's to be a community ambassador. That's right. Um, police canines in general always draw uh, the community in for questions and just the pure excitement of the position and and loki will be an ambassador for the community the city the department uh while out on out on patrol or on foot patrol he will be uh able to interact with the community so they'll see you know a little bit about him they'll get to talk to him pet him if he'll sit still and if he sits ball. still yeah he's a very busy boy but it'll just be nice to have him out you know walking around on lake street and walking around the community and and just one more reason for the community to be able to engage the department and, and have those conversations that might not otherwise happen. I think that's fantastic. You'll definitely draw in a lot of the kiddos. Um, oh, for sure. 
it'll be fun. And we're a dog-loving community here, so I think it's just wonderful. We're looking forward to seeing Loki around town. Now, I have a question. It came up. Will Loki get a Loki cam? A Loki cam? Uh-huh, like a little GoPro, <laughs> so we can watch him, you know, where he's going. Maybe not while he's on duty, but maybe at community events. So I do have a, I have a harness he can wear that will hold a GoPro. So if, if the city has a GoPro and they want to see him work, I'll be more than happy to throw it on there. Well, we'll see what we can do for you. That would be fun. We'd see live Loki action. I got to warn you though, that Loki moves very quickly. So it's <laughs> yeah. going to be a- We might get a little dizzy in the process. It's going to be an interesting first track in full uniform. Oh my goodness. That'll be fun. Now, will we, uh, are there any plans for a big- introduction um, before we head off into some major community events so people can get to meet him and I haven't heard yet that's going to be the this be the chiefs and the city manager's job to figure that out okay we'll see what they decide well that sounds good well that's really exciting and we're really um, excited to have Loki certainly be our newest officer uh, or maybe we have a lot of new officers, we have a lot of new officers. <laughs> so we have a lot of introductions to make to yep. the community um, but Loki is certainly a very welcome addition to the Wyzetta Police Department and to the Wyzetta family. Um, we couldn't ask for uh, a better ambassador, I think, uh, certainly as we head into spring um, and more and more people come to town. So we want to thank again our partners at the Wyzetta Crime Prevention Coalition who uh, generously raised funds for Loki and perhaps a future dog. Um, that will have a different job title. Yep. Uh, and uh, for folks who are interested in donating or learning more about um, the Wyzetta Crime Prevention Coalition, they can go to wyzetta.org and search for the Wyzetta Crime Prevention Coalition. They are all volunteers from the community who have a passion and dedication to uh, supporting the Wyzetta Police Department and have done so for many, many years. Um, so we definitely want people to know about that. And is there anything specific that Loki needs or that the community can help support Loki as he takes on this new adventure? I don't think so. Loki's pretty much Loki's pretty much set. Um, you know, when we move forward with phase two of this, uh, there are definitely going to be things that the department would benefit from as far as equipment for public demonstrations and such. But as far as Loki, he's he's all set and ready to go. We're just waiting for that car. Well, he definitely has, uh, he's got the energy. I he, he see does. he is uh, anxiously awaiting day one on the job. And does he go, are you going to have to make him go through orientation or anything else? Nope. He's, he's, <laughs> he's ready to go. He's been, he's been certified since last September. So he's, oh. he's ready to work. Well, that's fantastic. Well, Jason, thank you so very much uh, for being here today, for bringing Loki, and definitely for all of your hard work in preparing him to serve our community. Um, he is just a joy. He's a joy to watch play, and I can't wait to see him work um, and uh, interact with everyone here in town. Um, so thank you again uh, for all your uh, commitment not only to the police department, but to furthering police work here in town. I appreciate it. Thank you, Mayor, for having us. And thank you to the Crime Coalition for making this happen. And City of Wise, I was going to be lucky to have them. Absolutely. Look forward to day one on the job. <laughs> <laughs>